Hi everyone and welcome to Two Words with Taku. I'm Taku Mbudzi and I'm recording this podcast all about writing from beautiful Melbourne in Australia. My podcast is all about how much I love story, comedy, creative writing, technical writing. It's just a whole heap of different things around this thing of putting words together either for writing and presenting to people via written material or on stage performing it or producing TV or shows. So I do a lot of different things on this podcast. I interview people, I review books and magazines. I also just talk about things that are happening in my world around this theme of writing. Now, one of the categories I've had on my podcast for a while, but I I don't think I've shared anything recently around it, is speech writing. That's a big part of what I do in terms of emceeing events, um, some of my public speaking, and also, of course, um, comedy. So to me, stand-up comedy is essentially a funny speech. You prepare it, you might practice it, and then you get on stage and you present it. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about a very unusual and interesting night. It was TEDx Melbourne's open mic night. Now, when I saw it on social media, I thought to myself, okay, open mic nights, instantly I think of comedy and I think of stand-up and I've done a couple of open mic nights and that's what I first thought. And then when I found out about it and what they were doing, it was essentially a night where anybody could apply to come and speak on stage for three minutes about whatever idea that they had. Now, if you know of TED Talks or if you've heard of TED Um, It's almost like the pinnacle of public speaking, I would say. Yeah, for a long time, that was my goal, to do a TED Talk. That's all I wanted, to be on a stage and to share my thoughts and my ideas. And last year, was it last year or the year before? Crap, I can't even remember. Um, Hmm, it might have been last year. But anyhow, I got to do a TED talk and I got to do one at my old university UWA in Perth Western Australia and in my TED talk I talked about why I use cartoons to celebrate cultural diversity and I talked through how I studied architecture and you know the use of Photoshop and certain types of imagery or 2D images started to make it easier for me to translate my stories and my experiences and long story short that's why now I work with cartoons and animation with kids kids and yeah it was a whole thing it was amazing life-changing I was like yep I've made it I've done a TED talk and now I've done a TED talk what more can you want to do out of the public speaking side of things and yeah to be honest it felt a little bit like okay that's it you know I can keep speaking but yeah I'm good however um When I was moving to Melbourne, I actually linked up with someone who linked me in with the TEDx Melbourne team. And it's a bit of a story, but I ended up volunteering on the team and I said, look, I'll sign up as your technical writer for TEDx Melbourne, which meant that I was going to be able to help with um, some of the copywriting and just all of the technical writing of stuff for the websites, maybe brochures, that kind of stuff, even social media, just um, writing that you know, wording as they promoted their event for later this year. But quite a few different things happened with work and life and I decided to not take on that role. I just had a few different commitments on and I kind of, yeah, went on with everything else and still stayed in touch with a couple of members from the team. 
Um, then I saw this open mic night thing come up many months later. And when I saw it, I went, oh, I'd love to just go and watch it because I like the moth. Now, if you've heard any one of my other episodes, there's one where I talk about podcasts that I like. And The Moth is a podcast where it's been running for 20 years and people all around the world will meet in a space and one person will get on stage or a couple of people and they will share their stories. And that's it. They just share their stories and you get this mix of different experiences. So when I heard about TEDx Melbourne's open mic night, I thought, oh, it's going to be like The Moth. I'd love to go and just sit in the audience now that I'm not really doing this public speaking thing, I can just go and enjoy and listen to other people's stories. Oh my gosh, I want to go. And then I look on the website, tickets are booked out. I went, what? What? Anyhow, I ended up meeting with uh, my friend Danielle who works at TEDx Melbourne and she does quite a bit of the marketing stuff and we were having dinner or something and I said, oh, tell me about this open mic night. And then long story short, I thought to myself, wait a minute, I wonder if they have an MC for this event. Maybe I should volunteer to MC it. And texted her, and anyhow, yep, I eventually got invited to MC the TEDx Open Mic Night. And I was really excited because I thought, oh wow, this is my first MC gig in Melbourne, because I haven't really been you know, looking for any, I haven't been promoting that side of things whilst I do all this TV research thing. Um, so I was excited that it was my first event. I liked the fact that it was an open mic night. So for me as a comedian, I thought, oh, this will be great. I can just try out some jokes because I'm the MC. I'm there to tie things together. Might as well, you know, crack a few jokes here and there. And then also it's this opportunity to meet 20 new people and hear 20 completely different stories. And it, that's what happened. It was wonderful. It was eye-opening, it was uh, humbling, and it was fun. I had fun emceeing this event. I love TED, I love public speaking, and I love listening to people's stories. So in this episode, I'm actually going to talk about just some things that came out of me watching 20 different people presenting a public speech. That's essentially what it is. So presenting a speech, um, some of them almost presenting a pitch, uh, people getting up for three minutes at a time to share snippets of their stories, their ideas, their hearts, their experiences, and just some of the things that came through watching 20 different people at the same time. And, and so this is just my thoughts, what I, what I liked, what I thought was interesting. And I think it's just good. It's a good reminder, I guess, for me going forward and also doing um, you know, more presentations. In fact, I'm doing one next week, a kids conference. Um, I just thought it was a good reminder to, to almost remove myself and be an audience member and to experience it as just an audience member, even though I was MC. It's hard to explain, but anyhow, these are the things that stood out to me. Um, so I'll go through the open mic rules first. All of the speakers had three minutes to pitch their idea and what they were going to win, the winner would get to be on the main TEDx event stage in September. So TEDx Melbourne, their official big, huge main event is happening on Tuesday, the 19th of September. But what they wanted to do was to engage more with the community and make it um, an event that, you know, involves and invites everybody to talk around their theme. 
which is rebels, revolutionaries, and us. And if you go to TEDxMelbourne.com, uh, their website, the official one, you can see they've got the red, you know, the TEDx branded red, but they've also got this, you know, this edgy sort of look about, you know, we are about those revolutionaries, those rebels, those people who, um, you know, stand up for something, those people who don't want to conform, just that fire. And so that was the theme of the night. Another night they had 20 speakers and they each got three minutes and the bell would ring at two minutes and then it would ring again at three minutes and then pretty much I had to, I was instructed that I would have to get them off the stage because we were on such a tight time frame. Um, so what I did notice and what I thought was really great to start off around the, the rules themselves and the bell. If any of you have ever spoken somewhere where you're timed and there is a bell or a clock, it's actually, it's actually quite unnerving sometimes if you're not really prepared or if you're not, um, yeah, I think prepared is probably the right word. But if you are not ready or if you don't know your speech well enough, that bell can throw you. And I've seen it before where the bell goes and people, that's it. They're like, what, what is a time up? I, but I haven't finished. And and what I really liked about these 20 speakers, they were prepared. None of them. In fact, I, I, I'm trying to think if I saw anybody lose their train of thought when the bell went. But no, I, I didn't. And that's definitely a testament to how seriously they took this competition. Uh, so that's the rules. They had three minutes, bell would go, and that's it. Okay, so the first thing I really want to talk about is picking an interesting topic. When I got the running sheet or the run sheet from the, the organizers, John and Mahes, uh, from TEDx Melbourne, it had the names of the speakers and then it had their speeches and their speech titles. They actually asked me to just announce the person's name and then it would be up to that person to just share their pitch or their story for three minutes and then we would gauge or get a sense of whatever the title was, which I thought was quite clever because sometimes you might give the title and then you've given it away. But for me, as I was reading and I'm the MC and I'm looking at the people I'm going to have to announce and getting a feel for, okay, how am I going to pronounce some of these names and you know, what are the topics? Something's just grabbed me straight away, the titles. And I'm just going to talk through a couple of the titles um, that were interesting to me. They're, I mean, they all were, but just listen to some of these. One guy called Aaron March spoke about, or his title for his speech was The Bank of Cancer. Yeah, The Bank of Cancer. And I saw that and went, huh? But his, his speech was around using bank profits to cure cancer. And he was so passionate about it. It was, yeah, it was really, really quite powerful. Another lady, um, her name is Claire D. She talked about transforming shame into beauty. And she has a book called The One Breast Goddess. And again, she talked about, um, you know, things that you're embarrassed about or that you feel shame about, but turning them into something that's really beautiful. And that was quite inspiring. And she was so confident on stage. Um, there was another young guy who was only 17. His name is Drew Verma. And he talked about an app that tells you if your grandma is waking up for cookies at three o'clock in the morning. And I mean, that's a whole different um, story, but it was just really 
different and very catchy again i mean who would have thought you know they start talking about these things and you're just you're just hooked and then the one that really got me to be honest is one by it was a speech by um oh gosh now i need to look up his name it was adam ross so adam talked about schrodinger's cat and and when i looked on the title it just said adam ross schrodinger and i thought oh okay anyhow Erwin Schrödinger was a Nobel Prize winning Austrian physicist and he developed a number of fundamental results in the field of quantum theory. I'm actually reading that from Wikipedia. But in Adam's speech, he talked about um, Schrödinger's cat. And I'm, I'm literally going to read what it says on Wikipedia. So you can just get a sense of the kind of topic that would make people listen. So Schrodinger's cat, it's an experiment. A cat, a flask of poison, and a radioactive source are placed in a sealed box. If an internal monitor, for example, a Geiger counter, detects radioactivity, i.e. a single atom decaying, the flask is shattered, releasing the poison which kills the cat. The Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics implies that after a while, the cat is simultaneously alive and dead. Yet when one looks in the box, one sees the cat either alive or dead, not both alive and dead. This poses the question of when exactly quantum super superposition ends and reality collapses into one possibility or the other. Yeah. Exactly. Whatever you're thinking, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> and I, I had to Google it and I had to go you know, on Wikipedia and that's what I've read from. And that was the kind of topic that was there. And Adam was able to just talk through this and explain his idea and people were listening. I really liked that there was such breadth in terms of the topics that people picked. You know, there were ones on mental health, there were ones on, you know, being a teacher. Uh, I mean, honestly, there were such different topics, but they were each written in such a way that hooked us. And I think that's something very important. If you are going to present or give a speech, man, what's interesting about it? Are people going to fall asleep, start checking their phones? Yeah. That I think that that was a good reminder that um, pick something that is interesting. The next lesson that I really liked or that came through so strongly was to just be human. And I'm saying this because there seemed to be a couple of key themes that came through everyone's speeches. Uh, so of the 20, the, the main things that came out were vulnerability, so talking around being vulnerable, um, being, you know, able to show your true self and not being afraid of what people will think of you. So vulnerability was really quite strong. Uh, courage. And yeah, some of those stories were very courageous, even in the sense that people were sharing things that were very personal to them. And this ties into that whole vulnerability thing again, where you know, some of the personal stories around mental health or around losing loved ones were stories that, you know, it takes courage to stand up in a room of strangers and share your heart or your story. And 
I thought that was really quite powerful. And then stories of empathy. So there were a lot of calls to action to act for others or to think of others. One guy even, um, his name was Patrick Benor, and he talked about products that would be empathetic or emotional or that would reflect how we are as people and our personalities. And there was a lot of talk around, yeah, community and looking out for another person. Another guy talked about um, giving blood transfusions. So for example, if I'm 34, I should give 34 blood transfusions. You know, and I mean, I might be paraphrasing his speech there, but in essence, he was he was calling us out to say there's so much need in terms of helping other people. We can do so much. And that theme came through quite strongly around um, empathy for others, empathy for our community and our loved ones. Another thing that came through was love. There was a lot of love and I'll say respect in that room. Um, when I started the emceeing um, of the night and I introduced it, I actually made a joke about, okay guys, welcome to the open mic night. It's going to be a wonderful night of stand-up comedy and improv. And, you know, people were like, huh, what? And then I said, no, 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 I'm kidding. And so that was part of the joke. But then I said, you know, even though it's an open mic night, please don't heckle people. These are people who are sharing their hearts and their, and their ideas and you know let's just show them the love and for me personally as the MC, i wanted to set the tone for that but then it was interesting that through the speeches as well these speakers just showed such love for you know the things that they're doing or that they're working on or their apps or their products and also love for their loved ones so you know drew who i mentioned and the app around the grandma um, who's waking up for cookies at three in the morning. You could hear the love in that story. You could hear the love in his speech. Um, another lady talked about how she works with kids and she's a teacher. You could hear the love in what she does. Um, who else? I mean, there was just, there was just something. There was, there was love. It was wonderful. And then the last thing was legacy. I felt as if for me looking at these people, and what, what they shared of their lives in these little snippets, I felt like these were little pieces of their legacy and what they've experienced and their impact in the world and the world around them and their communities. And I thought that was quite interesting in terms of how do you want to be memorable? How do you want to make an impact? What do you want to say? What's your stamp on the world or an issue? And that theme or that topic or that idea or that word of legacy also came through strongly to me as a theme that these 20 people each of them left a little piece of something with all of us in the in the audience um yeah so that that's that area of just being human you know being vulnerable courageous empathetic loving and then also um, leaving some sort of legacy that then translates all of those things. Uh, the next thing um, I'll say is show us your fire and your passion. 
I really liked seeing the different presentation styles um, that came through across the night. So with me as the MC, I was trying to make it light. I was trying to add a little bit of humor, but not too much because it's not a comedy show. It wasn't a comedy event. So I was quite conscious of that. But also now watching these 20 different people come through, all ages, all backgrounds, all um, races, all experiences, it was interesting the kinds of ways that people then presented. And I think this is what was good is that each person's fire, their passion came across in a different way. Uh, things that were quite powerful and effective were, you know, use of pauses. Some of the speakers would get on stage and wait and see how effective that is. And it, it would grab the room. Some of them strutted on with such confidence that you, you just felt their presence as they got onto the stage and you were hooked. You wanted to hear what they had to say. Others were just so prepared. And, you know, with preparation for a speech, there's a fine line between performing it and then really being passionate because you know your topic and you've prepared and you just speak from your heart. Some of the speakers just were, were wonderful. The timing, they made it just under three minutes. They said everything they wanted to say. And when they were finished, you could tell they'd done their bit. And I thought that was also quite, um, that was quite good and, and good to watch. One lady, Claire D, she sang and she did a bit of movement and she really um, used the space well. So her arms and, you know, her posture and that was also really effective. And she used a bit of humor as well. And I thought that was quite that was quite good for what she was speaking about. Uh, so she's the lady who talked about transforming shame into something beautiful. And then the biggest thing in terms of being able to share your fire or your passion is then your personal story. You know, how do you fit into why you're making an app for grandmas or why you're making, you know, products that feel or that have emotions or why on earth you're playing soccer on a mountain? You know, there were personal stories that then... Um, helped us be curious about these people, but also helped us relate to them. You know, we all have those weird and wacky ideas that we want to try, or we all have people that we care about and we're always thinking, oh, how can I help this person? And I thought that was very good. I think for each person who came out and shared their story in their way and how they see the world, it was effective. And that's always my encouragement to people who are writing speeches that, you hear it all the time, be yourself, blah, blah, blah. But that's, that's all you can do. That's all you can share is your story and how you've seen something. And that in itself is interesting and can catch and grab an audience. The last thing which I thought was also a nice reminder for me as well was keeping us curious. I really liked that a lot of these speakers came on stage, said their three minute speech, but in it, they did the little pitch or the little call to action to say to the judges in particular, pick me to speak on that main stage and I'll tell you the rest of it. I thought that was so clever. 
because you know you're there this is your chance to say your idea but you also want people to want to know more and questions that were in my mind as i was listening and i'm watching these these people as they're sharing their stories i was thinking who are you you know what's this thing that you're on about and then also what do you want us to do about your idea what is your call to action and then most importantly what haven't you told us i think that's probably what stood out the most to me is what they didn't tell us because to me interestingly enough that was my personal call to action to google them to find them on instagram to read up more about a certain topic you know just by them planting certain seeds that there was a gap there that was quite nice for me to go oh what what can i do with this and at the end i got all the speakers on stage and i really wanted the audience to remember them to thank them to honor them and to celebrate them for having come on stage to share all these things that they had but i really said to the speakers you know i've done a ted talk i know how you know it was such a big deal and i know all of you want to do this but this is just the beginning. So what you've just shared with us now is the start of something even bigger. Go write a book, make a film, write a blog, do something with this. Because they had piqued our interest. All of them, all 20 of them, you know, are worthy of being on a main uh, TEDx stage. But I really liked that they had piqued my interest and I, and I would like to think the audience's interest. And I thought that was quite clever that if you are going to give a presentation and you do want people to follow or to buy in or to just be caught up, yeah, you don't have to say everything. And I think that was my biggest lesson from that night. Which brings me to the topic of the winner. Uh, the winner's name is Laura Youngson. And I met her at the beginning of the night. Uh, she was there, she came up to me or I said hi to her and she told me a little bit of her story she's currently doing her masters in entrepreneurship i think uh what else did she say i just found it very interesting before the event started so we we're just having a chat and then her speech was the one where she talked about playing soccer on mount kilimanjaro with um, a team of women and why she thought that was important and the way she ended her speech is probably what got me because she said she was one of the people who said you know if you pick me for the main stage then i can explain more and she sort of just stopped and then that was it so we're all like oh okay yeah and i just remember um as i was listening to her just going wow and she talked about how she did this project uh, or she started this campaign and you know got a lot of media attention and you know she talked about some of the places that her story had gone to already and yeah she definitely had our interest um you know she had us curious about her and then afterwards after she won it's almost like, I don't know, it was kind of weird having spoken to her. I, I mean, I didn't speak to all 20 speakers before they got on stage, but I spoke to her, uh, to Adam and a couple of other ones. But I just thought it was quite bizarre that the one person I'd had a proper conversation with before they got on the stage then ended up being the person who won. And it was kind of nice because straight afterwards, then I said to her, 
um, in fact, no, I think I said it before as well, that I'm fascinated. I'd love to hear how you have prepared for this event. Because uh, she was talking about with her entrepreneurship studies, they have to do a lot of pitching. So they're pitching on a regular basis at school. And that interested me because with this podcast, I talk about pitching, I talk about writing, business writing, all of that stuff. So we started having a conversation around that. And then once she won, I was like, oh, damn, this is great. She'd be great to have on the podcast. And um, yeah, hopefully I will get her on here. She's quite busy with studies and stuff, but hopefully I can get Laura Youngson on, on here and we can talk about yeah, what she did to prepare for it, a bit more about her story, a bit more about, you know, how she's maybe preparing for the TEDx event in September. But yeah, she was really lovely. I found her quite easy to chat to. And I think I'll actually post something from her Instagram. I'll link that in so you can see some of her photos playing soccer and mountain stuff. It's quite interesting. Okay, so now I'll just talk quickly about my thoughts around hosting events with more than five speakers. I've been at uh, shows and I've spoken at seminars and all sorts where there's several speakers and it's spread out over a long time. And, and with this event, with the open mic nights, we only had about, I think, an hour and a bit or two hours. So we had to keep it really tight. And I really do give credit to the TEDx Melbourne team for how they produced everything and even how they treated me as an MC. They were very, very thorough about you know, what they required of me, um, the brief, the notes, the timings. And I think that that's what made it such a good event as well. And this is definitely lessons for future events that I might host, but also for anyone else out there as, as well who has events with quite a few different speakers. I think a big thing is to set the clear expectations from the get-go in terms of your MC and your speakers. The speakers were told ages ago, you only have three minutes. Three minutes are up, we will literally wheelbarrow you off the stage. So setting that very clearly from the start, it really came through on the night. They were, they were great. The speakers knew you know, what they needed to say, they practiced and they worked within the timeframes. Um, you know, setting times for everybody. So it's very clear what time you're on or what number you are. And then, you know, setting up that people are ready to go on stage when the next, you know, the person before them is speaking was also very good. Um, what else? Having a very clear run sheet, especially for the MC. It's so important for the person who you've asked to tie everything together to know how everything ties together. And I really appreciated that they gave me the names, they gave me the titles, they told me what was happening as they bumped in the event and as they bumped it out. So for me, I was able to see everything as a whole and then I would keep checking in, okay, how are we going for time? How are we going for time? Because now I knew I needed to keep the event running so that it was um, you know, done in the way that they planned it. And it, it was perfect. It was great the timings worked out the event was great we had an amazing turnout i think they said they had you know 400 people on the waiting list alone you know it was such a good event and it was well run and then lastly i'd say have very clear roles for what's happening if you can imagine an event with 20 speakers that's just the speakers next you're gonna have the audience then you've got the production team then you've got the actual venue itself then you've got the musicians you've got the mc what I really thought was wonderful about this event is having 
specific people to um, meet and greet specific groups of people. So the speakers had their people. Buyers MC had the people that I checked in with. Um, the audience also had their people. And it, it was very streamlined. And I really appreciated that kind of event. I've been to other events where I'm the MC and nobody knows who, what, where, and it's just uh, hard work. So this was definitely one of the most enjoyable events I've emceed in a while. And I'd really like to just say congrats to all the speakers. And then also thank you to everyone at TEDx Melbourne for inviting me to MC. If you are in Melbourne and you want to go to the event, Rebels, Revolutionaries and Us, it's happening on Tuesday, the 19th of September at Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. And yeah, you can find more information on TEDx Melbourne's website. I think it's TEDxMelbourne.com. And yeah, if you would like to see or hear more of my stories, I'm at taku.com.au and also on Instagram and Twitter as at TakuSpeaks and on Facebook and YouTube as TakuTV. Okay, that's it from me. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Bye.